Hello, welcome to the weekly podcast of Succinct. An information source that helps you save time while keeping you well informed of key events, catalysts, and performance of capital markets. This brief is professional and free of noise. If you are looking for the classic journalistic, future guessing, and tips from self-proclaimed gurus, you can switch off now. These are the must-know highlights from last week. Risk assets posted a solid performance last week with main equity indexes gaining 3.5% in the US and more than 4% in Europe. The S&P 500 index accumulated three weeks of gains and closed above 4,100 points. The catalyst was an improved outlook on the banking crisis, which, at least for now, showed signs of easing. Bank stock indexes rallied 5%, this includes the KBW index in the US and the stock 600 bank index in Europe. Shares in Deutsche Bank, one of the most affected banks after the collapse of Credit Suisse, added 10%, and UBS advanced 12% as it brought back its former CEO to lead the integration with Credit Suisse. In the US, shares in Citigroup ended the week 9% higher, while JP Morgan, Goldman, and Morgan Stanley gained around 4%. Every US equity sector performed well, with energy, consumer discretionary, and real estate as the winners, all adding more than 5%. Since there were no central bank policy meetings in advanced economies, we'll focus on the week's main event, the inflation updates in the US and the Eurozone. The core PCE, or price consumption expenditures, the Fed's preferred inflation indicator, rose by 0.3% in February and 4.6% year-on-year, a sign that price pressures continue to cool down. This data increased the chances of the Fed keeping rates unchanged to around 40% at the early May meeting. The Eurozone's core inflation preliminary reading for March was not as good. Although the headline indicator fell to 6.9% year-on-year, from 8.5% in February, the steepest monthly fall in 30 years, the core inflation measure accelerated to 5.7% year-on-year. The reason for the sharp fall in headline inflation is due to energy prices, given that exactly one year ago, when Ukraine was invaded, energy prices reached a peak but have fallen since then. This difference between inflation reading in the US and the Eurozone is reflected in the outlook for monetary policy, as more rate hikes are expected by the market in Europe. This led to an appreciation of the euro and sterling against the dollar. The dollar index, a measure of the greenback's performance against other leading currencies, accumulated a 2% fall in March. The euro now trades above 1 spot 08, while the British pound is above 1 spot 23. In interest rates markets, yields across maturities, from the very short government bills that expire in three months, to the bonds that mature in 30 years, rose last week. The one-year US bill added 30 basis points, to 4.62%, while the 30-year tenor added just 4 basis points, to 3.70%, deepening the yield curve inversion. Commodity markets were active as crude oil recovered some of the losses in recent weeks. 
the drivers were a weaker dollar, a solid outlook for the Chinese economy which is a large oil importer and lower production due to the disruption of a pipeline in the Kurdistan region of Iraq. WTI crude oil rallied 9% to close on Friday at $75.70, while Brent added 7% to almost 80 bucks. Grain futures also traded firmer as the USDA released its highly watched prospective plantings report, which include the expected planted acreage for corn, soybeans and wheat for this year. A quick note regarding crypto markets before we move on to emerging markets. Cryptos are trading well bid despite the negative headlines regarding regulation that Binance faced in the US. Following the collapse of FTX, Binance expanded its dominance and now controls 62% of daily volumes. Last Monday, the US commodity regulator CFTC accused Binance of operating illegally in the US. BNB, Binance's coin, is the only one in our top 15 ranking that is down this week, 4.5% to $315, for a market cap of $50 billion. Bitcoin is trading at 28,100, marginally higher in the past seven days, and most other leading coins are also trading firmer. The main update in emerging markets was the positive PMI, or Purchasing Managers Indexes, in China, both for manufacturing and services. The services component rose to more than 58 points, the highest reading in 12 years, reflecting a solid expansion in activity. Mainland stocks rose slightly, while those in Hong Kong added 2.4%. Other markets to post a good performance were Brazil, up 3%, Mexico and Russia, which added around 2% on the week. It was quite an active time for monetary policy in emerging markets. Mexico lifted interest rates by 25 basis to 11 and a quarter percent. South Africa surprised analysts with a larger than expected rise of 50 basis to seven and three quarters. Colombia lifted rates to 13 percent while Hungary left them unchanged at 13 percent. Finally, Thailand hiked by 25 basis points to one and three quarters percent still the lowest policy rate in emerging markets. That's all for this episode. Please follow us and share this episode to help us promote our channel. Visit succinct.info to learn more about our service. Have a great week.